Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with Matt Hornbeck from Legacy Sports. He is uh, the new product development manager. Matt, how are you today, sir? Good, Travis. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Howa, tell us tell us all about Howa. For those guys out there that aren't familiar with Howa um, and Legacy Sports, can you give us a, a breakdown? Yeah, so Howa has actually been producing... Um, firearms for civilian use for quite a long time. The uh, first Howas uh, came into the States about the 70s. Uh, it's been uh, an evolving product line since then. Um, so the, the mainstay would be the Howa model uh, M1500, which um, has seen widespread use all over the world. Uh, so actually the uh, United States parent company would be Legacy Sports International, and then we run Howa USA from there. So um, any Howard that you see basically passes through our doors, is built into a rifle, and then uh, gets shipped elsewhere. Um, so we have the, the our, our, our thumb on the pulse of Howell rifles, basically. Um, so we ship to all the major distributors. Um, I think we have something like 6,500 active dealers on file. So uh, we have quite a big customer base in the United States already. That's phenomenal. Now... You know, until recently, my knowledge of Hala was that it was a Japanese rifle manufacturer, but it was primarily focused on um, on hunting. Is that correct? Oh, it's completely correct. Um, so the the first Hawas that were uh, made were in a sporter configuration, so it'd be a lighter hunting tapered barrel, um, and then a lot of things based on the hunting hunting market. Because uh, when Hawas first started out in the United States, you know, recreational shooting was there, but it wasn't as big. So right. uh, the products tailored were for the hunting market, uh, which has definitely spawned off into uh, many different things. So now this year, um, you and I first met last year, but this year uh, you guys are actively pursuing the precision rifle competition type markets as well. Right. And uh, we've we ventured into that market a few years back. Uh, we introduced the How a Chassis Rifle, the HCR, which was uh, very well recepted. Um, and we've moved a lot of those rifles, seen a lot of good uh, response from that, uh, various calibers and different setups. Um, and and it's some place that we are wanting to push into because we have the product for it. So we're developing uh, rifles that will suit many different shooters' needs. And we've seen that with new offerings this year. And then we're continuing to refine that and bring new, um, more exciting products for the future. Well, speaking of new products, I mean, this year alone – You've come up with with some amazing partnership or strategic alliances in the industry. I mean, you're doing stuff with KRG, HS Precision. Um, you, I mean, you, you name it, and you guys are are doing new stuff. What's I mean, what's really pushing you guys to to fo uh, form these relationships? Well, uh, you know, personally, we like everyone we're tied to. Uh, we have good relationships with Accurate Mag, who does the. Uh, you know, is one of the largest magazine uh, manufacturers in the United States, and they make our ACR chassis for us. We have uh, the guys at KRG; they're awesome to deal with. Um, we also have uh, HS Precision. You know, uh, Josh and Josh and company are, <laughs> are good people. So, uh, you know, it's it's about those strong those strong uh, alliances and building your stuff with uh, other re reputable brands that are going to make for good products. You know, not going out on a limb and, and taking chances on on a company that may not be to your level. So that's what we're trying to, to pu push everything and, you know, and come up with good combinations. Now, what calibers are, are we going to be able to find these rifles in? 
So it, it really depends on what the offerings are, obviously. But, you know, tailored for this this genre uh, of shooting, we're going to be looking at 6mm Creedmoor as a new offering for this year. Uh, we have 6.5 Creedmoor, which we can't bring enough barreled actions in. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's just a number one seller now. And also 308. And uh, also we're going to start uh, doing some more stuff in 223 and making some training rifles and stuff. I've had Howe update the, the rate of twists for the 223s to a 1.8. And, and we're going to do some different barrel lengths and stuff like that so we can really broaden this stuff. Also, um, you know, another one that uh, we're constantly working on to, to uh, refine is the Howe Mini Action. Coming up with some different really entertaining um, um, cartridge options. Uh, for that and i'll be at local matches running a six uh six five grendel option in that probably from now on so i'll save the the larger creedmoor stuff for larger matches where we're going to push out further but local match stuff where we're shooting out to you know five eight hundred yards maximum i'm going to really use that mini action uh, and use it a lot as a training tool as well nice nice so what i mean i've seen you at a couple of matches and you're running a krg chassis with your 1500 is that correct yeah, this year I'm running. Um, basically, it's my it's my, I, I run my stuff as a test bed for other things. So sometimes you'll see me in a match. I'll be running something a little different, something you haven't seen before, uh, combinations that don't really exist, and that's you know for a reason. I, I like to to personally prove things. I, I'm like I said, dir- director of product development, so I get the chance to come up with ideas and really test them and see what works and doesn't work. If it doesn't work for me you know, it just doesn't run, then it doesn't go anywhere. So this year I'm running, actually, it's a, a modified Howa Bravo uh, chassis. So I took the front end uh, section off a of cha- uh, Bravo chassis and I'm running a Whiskey 3 back end because because okay. a, a customer can do that if they don't like uh, the way their rifle's set up. They have the options from KRG to run all of the aftermarket stuff for it. So I'm running quite a bit of different things through KRG and really, uh, really getting my head wrapped around it because I, I want to know firsthand how it works, uh, what works, what doesn't, what we can change, what we can make better. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running a KRG setup this year. Um, it's a how action, and then I've been playing with different barrel contours and twist rights and all that, so I have a, a proof stainless on there now that's been doing pretty well, and then top with a uh, loophole glass that I've been running for a while, Mark Six. so uh, getting comfortable with, with everything and just using what works for me. Nice. Now, for some people that aren't familiar with your background, can you uh, divulge some of that to us as well? Yeah, so I've been uh, competitive shooting in quite a few different areas, uh, mainly three-gun USPSA, some still challenge stuff, a little bit of shotgun work here and there, you know, just heavy into to action shooting, basically, traveling around, shooting quite a bit. Uh, currently in Nevada National Guard, had the chance to go to uh, Army Sniper School at Fort Benning, uh, completed that course, uh, moving on, doing some different stuff and now, um, uh, military wise. So uh, just, uh, as many times as much as I can get behind a trigger, you know, teaching people how to shoot, uh, running some training classes and things like that. So spreading, spreading knowledge as well. That's awesome. So you're kind of a, a man of all trades. I mean, you're doing precision rifle, you're doing the three gun, you're doing the pistol, um, what has gotten you, I mean, is it work or was there a, a personal uh, desire to go from to go from your three-gun and pistol background into, you know, the precision rifle? I mean, obviously you just said that you were uh, a sniper in the military and whatnot, but why into the competition world of precision rifle? Uh, so obviously the job helped uh, a lot here, but it was always something I was interested in. Uh, hunting, I do quite a bit of hunting. So learning rifles, um, you don't really know what you don't know about rifles until you get into this game, and it'll, it'll really teach you. You know, shooting three-gun, uh, a long-range, quote-unquote, long-range stage for three-gun is 
is not far. I mean, 250, 350 yards. Some matches will maybe stretch out to 400 on a full-size Ipsic target, you know, steel, um, which is typically what, what they're going to go at. I mean, people are just blindly, mindlessly throwing rounds, just burning through, you know, 60, 60 round drums, uh, trying to hit a 400 yard target. And that's really frustrating for me. So, um, I started picking it up slowly, uh, getting into it, still kind of concentrating on three gun USPSA, just running things really fast and learning a different discipline always takes a lot of time. But, uh, you know, sniper school helped me out, get the, the foundation. Um, those, those instructors are amazing and they'll teach you, teach you more than you ever need to know. Um, but uh, and then hanging out with a new crowd of shooters, that's uh, that's really what did it. We have a great local club here in Reno that uh, allowed for practice day and then shooting a match and going and learning. So that's kind of what kicked it off was just learning something new. I really like reloading, so got more involved in reloading uh, rather than just churning out rounds. I'm making something with a purpose now. Um, you know, it, it, it's all kind of um, it all kind of ties together different diff- different disciplines. I, I will tell you from my experience and all the different different disciplines I've been in, this is the most challenging, just across the board. I mean, okay. nothing will humble you like shooting a, a short action caliber in 20 mile an hour winds trying to hit a coyote <laughs> at 1200 yards. I mean, that is frustrating. Um, the action shooting sports is a lot of fun, uh, shooting fast and moving and stuff. You do gain some, um, some knowledge from that, but I mean, really it's just, that's just refining and try to move faster with, uh, with precision rifle. You, there's so much you have to take into account before you pull a trigger and everything is constantly changing. One shot to the next is not the same. So it's, it's, uh, it's really, it was an interest of mine to get into, and I'm glad I did. Nice. Now, I mean, I, I think that the most challenging part of Precision Rifle is definitely the mental aspect of it. I mean, once you have your gear dialed in and all of that set up, it's pretty much yourself that you're competing against. Would you not agree? Oh, completely. Um, shoot. Uh, so, I, I definitely know it's not my rifle every time I miss. It's definitely something that I did. It's not my load. I mean... It's, it's definitely me. And you watched me on one stage in Nebraska where I ran uh, two-thirds of the stage not dialed for a target at 500 <laughs> yards, changing, changing positions. And I get to that sixth round, and I'm, why am I not hitting that target? And I looked, and it's still dialed on zero, and I dial for everything. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely you, – you're so worried about all the little things. You really have to have your checklist and, and mark it all off and then rock and roll. So, yeah, no, it's completely on you. Well, it, it absolutely is, and I think that's, you know, one of the hardest things for people to grasp is um, we see it a lot in this uh, in this niche or in this uh, segment of the market that people are constantly, constantly changing um, bipods, they're changing the calibers that they're shooting, they're changing their stocks or their chassis, and I know it's kind of hard from a manufacturer's standpoint because your goal is to sell as much product as possible, but... I mean, what do you say to those guys that are always chasing the next best thing? If you think precision rifle is bad with this, just never pay attention to what three gunners do because oh, yeah, that is there. <laughs> that is that's the name of the game. Uh, three gun has become into quite the gear race, and you have three different firearms that you're changing around and changing everything because the next match, someone, well, I'm gonna try this because it's the golden ticket. Well. PRS isn't nearly that bad, uh, but I do see it a lot with calibers, uh, myself included. I, I went from a 6.5 last year, which is a perfectly just phenomenal caliber to shoot, and I went to 6 because of this reason or next. And, and really, it was out of curiosity for me to, to figure it out and, and see why the rest of the guys are running 6s instead of 6.5s. So 
uh, as a manufacturer and trying to come up with different ideas for people is we're not, we're not a high end rifle company. We're, you know, uh, middle to middle upper. And so we're trying to give people solid options, you know, not every option in the sun. I mean, do, are we going to chamber in wildcats? No. Uh, we can chamber in stuff that people can go buy off the shelf. Absolutely. So we want to have the options to do that. So we're going to give them like, like say for the Howell Bravo this year, we're having it, it we're, we're selling it in six millimeter Creedmoor, six, five Creedmoor and three away. All three of those, you can go to a store and buy off a shelf, not every store, but you will be able to go to say a sportsman's warehouse or a Turner's outdoorsman in Southern California or something, you know, um, wherever you're at, you'll be able to find that ammunition, Cabela's, uh, shields, anything like that. So, um, that's, that's what we're trying to do. And, um, sometimes you go down that rabbit hole of offering too many calibers, too many SKUs, and you end up not liking what you're seeing as far as sales and stuff. So we're trying to condense it and, and, you know, pick the top three or four and approach it that way. Um, because we, we're trying to keep it simple for the con- consumer on our end, you know, a couple color options, a couple caliber options and pick it and run with it. Um, you know, and you may end up upgrading the rifle or caliber next year and that's great. And we hope that you like what we've done for you. And maybe, you know, if you bought a six, five this year, you want to look at that six mil next year. So that's kind of where we're at with product stuff. Awesome. Now, with uh, with the Bravos and everything else, um, you'd mentioned that you know you're, you're definitely that that middle to middle high end ra- uh, range. Um, what are we looking at roughly MSRP for for this product line? So the Bravo starts at twelve seventy nine and then goes up um, with caliber and barrel length. Well, not so much caliber ch- changes, but barrel length options and colors. Um, we're going to start doing some Cerakote and hydrographic stuff on them, like we do with the HCR, so that'll it'll ramp it up. You know, the twenty six inch barrel offer uh, runs you know thirty forty bucks more retail end. Um, so if the standard price for a twenty four inch uh, heavy threaded six five is going to run you twelve seventy nine. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty affordable street price. That's looking right around a thousand bucks right now. You get a mag, you get a ten round mag, you get the ability to use all the KRG accessories. With that, you can change the back end if you want to upgrade it later on. So it's a really versatile platform. So you guys are really looking to go after and compete with that uh, Ruger Precision Rifle Market um, and those guys that are looking to get into the sport without, you know, spending some money but without breaking the bank. Right, and and we offer some things that um, other companies don't. Um, we offer sub MOA guarantee. We offer that lifetime warranty. Um, we're we're you know we're re- revamping our customer service and everything. So you've got issues with it. You've got you know maybe something you don't understand about it. Um, you want technical advice, you know, and, you know, I've been, I've been putting myself out there too on social media and forums and stuff, answering a ton of questions, doing some live feeds, letting people ask me about shooting and calibers. And, and I get messages every day through social media. Hey, Matt, answer, can you answer this question for me? I see it on forums all the time. I've got some great, uh, great questions through the forum, snipers hide, uh, six, five rental forum. I've got several hunting ones that I'm on, uh, you know, just questions directly to me. I'm trying to give that feedback. So we're trying to build that brand awareness and do things like uh, National Rifle League uh, sponsorship and, and be out there and, and provide some sort of um, contact point for all the customers that may be inter- interested in our stuff. That's phenomenal. So what do you say to, I mean, the, the new guy that is looking to get into the sport um, and they're not sure what to buy? I mean, what is the, the first thing? I mean, you, you brought out one of your buddies to the New Mexico match, and that was his first ever match i think i mean i know it was his first national but i think it was his first ever you know professional type match what do you tell a guy who's getting ready to go out and do this well and in the in the case of my buddy thomas that was uh i believe his first ever competitive shooting anything 
Um, nice. He's done a bunch of uh, you know demos and stuff like demo events and stuff, but um, actually putting a timer to somebody recording their recording what they've done that's, that was his first time ever. So um, you know we talked at great lengths before that match. He was nervous. He was nervous, and I, I basically pushed him. It's like no, you're going. We're doing it. It's your home state. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give you an answer. To say no, uh, and and he was on board with it. He had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and we talked hours on the phone, like, hey, this, that, you know, let's refine something. And you know, when you talk to new shooters about stuff, they have, um, they just want to know what they're getting into. There's a, there's kind of an entry barrier to competitive shooting, and this is across the board, where there's pistol, rifle, shotgun, it, it doesn't matter. They're so nervous about the experience and them failing, but you have to fail. You have to fail. Even the best shooters in the world fail every day. It's, it's competitive sport. Um, you have to fail in order to get better. So you kind of try to take that worry away and simplify, just simplify things for them. Simplify their gear. Give them a solid option. If they're going to go out and shoot a 308, don't discourage them and tell them, no, you should be shooting this. Do this. Run what you've got. Run what they know. Give them the tools to succeed. Give them a little bit of knowledge, but don't overwhelm them. You know, just set them up for success. Um, Thomas, you know, I let him borrow my bags and stuff. I had a tripod set up. I mean, whatever you need, man, you just use whatever you want. Don't even ask. Just grab it. Um, and, I, and I do that with new people I bring to NRL 22 matches. I brought a couple new shooters to that this last weekend for a local match. You know, um, I, I'll bring ammo for you. Just flip me a couple bucks. You know, if you want me to load stuff for you, let's, let's hammer it out. Um, so, so really just try to make it simple on them. Don't try to change everything about them. Teach them as they go. Keep the information light. Let them ask questions. Because um, I, I teach lots of people every year in, in military and civilian uh, how to shoot. And a lot of them just have this super vague idea of what actually happens and how much fun they can have with it. And I, and I think that uh, that fear of what other people are going to think about what they're doing, what they're bringing, is just uh, it, it's it's not warranted to, to a point. Um, so you just, just try to keep it simple and, and encourage them, you know. Nice. So where do you see the sport going in the next three to five years? Three to five years. I, I think it's going to grow tremendously like it has been. I mean, you've seen an incredible growth from, you know, your matches and, and clubs for NRL 22. I, th- I honestly think that NRL 22 uh, league is going to be a beast you can't contain. It's going to get hungrier <laughs> and hungrier and hungrier. Uh, I had a call from, um, uh, you know, a good friend of mine at Hornady this, this morning. He saw me. He saw me posting pictures on Facebook about the NRL 22 match that I that I took a couple friends and we did, and he said precision rimfire shooting. Tell me about it. And so we had an hour long conversation about it and what gear to bring, what rifles and stuff, and and ammunition and and what what's what it entails. So I think that one's going to be pretty huge. Um, the precision rifle stuff. I see more and more uh, people getting into that, especially competitive shooters that are that are pretty much only involved in one other discipline, USPSA and three gun. Um, those people, they understand what it costs to get into something like that. They have an idea and they have a want to do competitive shooting. They're just looking at what's next. What can I try to master next? You know, this is fun and all, but let's, I want to figure something else that all, that looks like a, a lot of fun. So I think it's, it's probably going to grow double, you know, matches are going to get bigger. Um, with that comes the, you know, its own, its own issues, but, uh, I, I see it doing nothing but grow, you know, it's going to be to where like USPSA shooting is going to be, you know, in the next three or five years where they're going to have a lot of local clubs doing it. You're going to have a lot of public ranges open their doors to doing stuff like that. Well, and, and that's phenomenal. And obviously we hope that it grows, but, uh, hopefully without a lot of the growing pains that some of the organizations, uh, other organizations have had. 
Oh yeah, but those the one good thing about those other organizations they've paved the way. Paved the way. They've they've learned a lot yes. of lessons the hard way that they're willing to share, and that's experience that we can have. The shooting community is is like no other. You know, I, I've I've shot matches where a gun's gone down, and you have someone right behind you handing you a firearm and ammunition, and say, "Please use my stuff. I don't mind." Which so, is phenomenal. I mean, that's that's unheard of in a lot of other sports. And you do definitely see that across the board with um, with the shooting sports. Oh, yeah. And it's self-regulating as well. You, you always get that one bad apple, you know, and it seems to self-regulate quite nicely. Someone will step up and pull that person aside and say, hey, man, what's going on? Let's fix this. You know, if right. you're not having fun today, let's go do something else. Or maybe you just like, you know, at these bullgun matches, maybe you just need a spot, man. Maybe take yourself out of it, you know. Um, so I have seen some good things and I've seen some people flip their attitudes real fast. You know, they're just not having the best day for whatever reason. They get a little angry and then all of a sudden someone's right there, you know, either coaching them up or saying, hey, man, maybe it's time to step off. Right. Which is which is phenomenal. So you keep bringing up the NRL 22, which is obviously it's a big baby of ours. It, it's something that we are definitely very passionate about. And through Legacy Sports, the, you know, the, the parent company of Howa, you guys also offer another product line. Right, yeah, the the Lithgow Arms from Australia, um, a very awesome, awesome brand. We carry their centerfire rifles, um, the bolt action rifles. We get lots of questions about the F90A tracks, the bullpup that's been, uh, you know, in in the in the spotlight for a couple of years now. But the LA102 would be the centerfire stuff, and that's more of a uh, crossover type. They call it the crossover uh, hunting and you know range use rifle. Um, so that would be in 223, 243. They're going to do 65 Creedmoor in that and 308. Uh, and you, can, you can find those on the website, legacysports.com, or they have their own, lithgowarms.com. And then the one for the NRL 22 specifically would be the LA-101. And that one is in 22 long rifles, 17 HMR, and 22 mag. Obviously, the, only the 22 LR option is legal for um, NRL 22. I use uh, a custom neon green <laughs> LA-101 that I absolutely love. I've done a couple mods to the factory stock, but it all works awesome. You know, I, uh, I, I, and I run one of our house glass, the Nico Sterling first focal plane, four to 16. I think parallax is down to like 10 yards and it's an op- awesome really? option. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually awesome. And I actually, uh, um, designed my own reticle to use in that. Um, it's a mill based reticle and then turret system. So, and we have that uh, available. It'll be on our website pretty soon. Awesome. Um, so it's, it's just a solid option. And I have loaned that rifle out to so many people. I leave it with local clubs just to, just for them to bang on. Cause I'm not worried about breaking. It's probably the most robust 22 on the market. I'm not worried about anybody uh, breaking anything. I, I just, I have no worries. And that thing just shoots amazing. Uh, it's a cold hammer forged barrel, 21 inch, uh, threaded. Um, and it loves SK rifle match as well as, the Ely target stuff and some of the Lapua stuff, the, like the, um, the higher end Lapua stuff. So, um, it, it's just phenomenal. That thing will shoot, you know, under half inch at 50, 50 yards. And then it'll hold one screws with pretty much anything, uh, at a hunt. So it's just a phenomenal shooting gun. And I'm talking about 10 round groups, not five or three. These are 10 round groups. Um, wow, that's so amazing. It, yeah, we've, I shot it out to 350 yards on steel. You know, that's about as far as I push it out with standard velocity stuff, which gets a little tricky, but, um, they're, they're stellar little rimfire and, you know, everybody that I, I, I give one to, to demo or, you know, like shot show, we got people coming up asking about them. Um, 22 Plinkster did that video called it the most accurate 22 rifle he owns. Right. Um, 
So it's, it's just a stellar little option. And I, I have a couple projects going with that for different stock options and chassis for it, actually. So it's going to be quite good. And uh, and I know we're putting one up on the, the prize table for the NRL 22 championship and hoping to make yes, it there myself. You. And I'll, I'll bring a couple and we can, we can bang on them and have fun with them. So um, I really want to get that brand out there because I, I love the product. I mean, it's not just because we sell it, but I absolutely love the product. It's, it's stellar. And uh, it's never a bad day shooting a rimfire. I don't care what anybody's <laughs> problem is. It's never a bad day. I hear that. That's definitely the truth. So how do you, what, or how do you introduce a product like this to a, a market that is saturated with, you know, the, the 1022s and you have the CZ455s and you have, you know, the Anschutz on the higher side. Uh, Voodoo just broke into the market with their stuff. Where do you, where do you see Lithgow being and how do you plan on getting, you know, these shooters that are already familiar with these other brands to try the Lithgow? So... I'll go back to the cliche quote. You definitely get what you pay for. These are not cheap 22s. They are not in the five $600 realm. They are a $1,000 rimfire, and you definitely get that. You get you get a good trigger. You get a uh, rifle that takes CZ pattern magazines, uh, like the, the 452 magazines. Okay. Um, you get just outstanding accuracy. Like I said, it's the most overbuilt 22 I've ever seen, and, and, and I mean that in a, in a, in a superb design way. Um, so it's, it's just not going to fail. You're not going to have those issues. So you definitely get a 22 that you can just beat the crap out of and it will keep performing. And just the, the level of accuracy, you know, I've shot Anschutz rifles. Yeah, they're great, but that's, that's on a different, that's man, that's, that's, you know, third mortgage style rifles, <laughs> especially for, for a 22, you know, I've shot a lot of CZs I've shot stuff. I mean, they're all great options, but I mean, mine runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. And I'm beating guys now with the tricked out 1022s and stuff that matches. And I'm, I'm not having a problem running a bull gun. I don't need a semi-auto. And this, cause this thing is just so accurate. Those, those quarter inch targets at 25 and 50 yards, not a problem for me. I can hit it. I know nice. I can hit it. I've got it. I'm confident in my gear so I can run that thing just as, you know, hard as I want to, I, I, I have accurate ammo. I know what it likes. It's very predictable. I, I threw up a, um, a couple posts now on the NRL 22 members, uh, page with loads. I was trying, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going out and I'm literally buying every single type of factory standard velocity ammunition I can possibly find. And I'm getting recommendations from people all the time. I'm running over my magneto speed, getting, you know, velocities, and then I'm grouping it without the magneto speed on it. Or 10 round groups, I'm, that's everything I'm doing, 10 rounds. And I'm getting averages and I'm posting it. And, you know, I have yet to find a load that didn't didn't do well in that rifle because the rifle is so, so good. I mean, even bulk stuff will shoot under an inch at 50 yards. I mean, that's... That's, that's pretty awesome. impressive. Yeah, that's very So like impressive. I said, you definitely you definitely get what you pay for. Nice. And where can we buy these rifles? So right now we're working on distribution chains. I know um, Turner's Outdoorsman in Southern California. We just met with those guys. They're going to be uh, carrying quite a bit of in inventory uh, from us, from Lithgow. So we get questions all the time through our social media and our website emails. Um, you know, where, where can I get this? How can I get this? The, the response is always any FFL can order from Legacy Sports, either by calling 775-828-0555 or emailing sales at LegacySports.com and have the FFL do it, of course, and place the order. And then we can get that rifle out the door. So we've got shipments incoming uh, all year of inventory. So these things are, are making their way out to, you know, happy shooters. And is there a wait time for the Lithgows right now? Or is this something that I can, as an FFL, order today and, and can expect next week? 
Uh, we are waiting on our current shipment. The, the, the last shipment that we got are all gone. Uh, so those are hitting oh, okay. shelves here soon. So we should have that next shipment in a couple weeks. Uh, being mid-April, we start, start seeing more of those. And then we've got a steady supply of them coming in you know, for the foreseeable future. So those will be widely available here soon. And uh, hopefully Street Fights will be right around that, that grand mark. But like what I said, what you're getting is just an awesome option. You know, it comes with bases in it, so you don't have to add that. It comes, you know, outstanding um, accuracy, uh, a very good stock for it. Um, you're not having to change the barrel like some of the people like to do with some of the semi-autos and other brands. Like they buy it just to basically buy the action. And then they're buying a stock, and they're buying uh, a new barrel for it, and they're buying this and that and this and that. No, it's it's a turnkey solution. Add glass and go. Nice, very nice. Okay, so we've talked about the NRL. We've talked about NRL twenty two, center fire, rim fire, the whole nine yards. What about you? What's on your schedule for two thousand eighteen? I mean, I know from personal phone calls you're always traveling, but uh, are you going to be shooting more matches this year? What do you have scheduled? both uh, in the precision rifle world, three-gun world. Um, what's what's going on with you, bro? Lots and lots of shooting and, and some military stuff scattered in. So uh, actually this weekend I'm going to the Barry Steel match there in Utah. Going to shoot that with some friends. And then the next weekend I'll be seeing you, you know, live in person yes. in beautiful Wyoming. Love that state. And then I'm traveling around shooting some more matches. Really looking forward to that NRL match in Sacramento, which uh, I know we're ch- working with the match director and we're going to do some cool stuff, have some Howard demo stuff there. So uh, awesome. people that are shooting the match or you know, whoever's going to be you know participating will be able to come out and bang stuff and shoot some, shoot some different rifles and stuff that we're working on. So uh, September's going to be really fun for that. Uh, and then you know uh, we're doing NRA show. That's right in May. So I'll be there. Any uh, Anyone going to... Um, that's shooting NRL. Come to our booth. We got a nice little booth set up. We're going to have, we'll have uh, lots of house stuff and Lithgow stuff on display. So, uh, you know, definitely come and see me. I'll be there working it all, all weekend. So, um, you know, that, that pretty much takes me up, uh, through September ish, you know, traveling, doing matches and, and army stuff. So, well, that, that's phenomenal. And, uh, like you said, you're, you're getting, hopefully you're going to get ready to commission. And that's, I mean, that's a huge, you know, uh, life experience in itself, I would imagine. Yep. Further in that, uh, that career path, you know, in the military role. Very cool. Well, we, you know, I, I never served in the military. Um, but we definitely appreciate everything that you're doing for us, um, through the military and through the, the rifle sports, um, in the competitive uh, shooting world. Uh, truly, truly appreciate all the time that you've spent with us today and uh, wish you the best of luck and look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks here, bro. Thank you. I know it's always a good time when Travis is around, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Hopefully this time we don't get in too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to bowling. I'll just say that. Yeah, right. We, we got to keep that on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you.